Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 104 of the podcast. My name is Jason. This is Ed right here. And this is Nathan right here. Hello. And we are part of the teaching team here at Community Christian Church. If you are new or this is the first time you are watching slash listening to this podcast, uh, we get together every week. We have some conversations, usually based around some questions that people send in to us. And the purpose of these conversations is to help you think about, to react to, to respond to your world and the people in your world in a more Jesus-centered kind of way. We want to do it the way Jesus would do it because we believe Jesus does it right. Yeah, yep. we're, we're Jesus folks. We are Jesus, we are Jesus people. people. And so we believe he's right about everything. Yep. And he's the best representation of God. He is the representation of God. He is the uh, perfect representation of who God is. And so well, we're trying to think that way. And we just thought having these conversations might help you guys do as well. Because I assume if you're tuned in here, you're at least curious about that. That's right. You know, you might probably want that for your life as well. So um, recently we uh, got a good bit of questions uh, sent in to us. And I wanted to, uh, was going to tackle this one last week, um, but... We went too long. Uh, we went a little long, but it was a good long. It, we had we had a good discussion uh, about the definition of what a good life is and, and what Jesus actually promised us. Go back to the last episode if you missed that one. But today, I want to have a conversation based around a question that a listener sent to us um, that, again, I, I think gives us a good chance to talk about some of these Jesus-centered ways of thinking uh, around this idea because I hear this a lot. This is a question about parenting. Mm. Now, uh, we've talked about this before. All three of us... We're all in different stages of parenting, so maybe yeah. we can come at it from different perspectives. Ed's... I'm in the Papa stage. He's in the Papa stage, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, just, you know, sitting around giving money and candy away, from what I hear. That's what I haven't tell seen me. any of that money. Yeah, see? Well, that's because you're you're, he's not your Papa. I guess. I guess that's the way that Your works. kids are getting the money. I don't know. Then they're pocketing it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I taught them. Yeah. Do not share this with anyone. Don't this to Nathan. Don't tell him. That's good. So yeah, but yeah, somebody told me they said when you come, Paul, you just you just pull out your wallet and you start giving money. I'm like, really? That's what they do? Wow, I never heard that. One, but... I don't carry cash, yeah, so I'd have to give them a you card. Do, as a, as a, Here's a credit card. As a three-year-old with a credit card. I was about to say, as a father of young kids, they wouldn't know what to do with it anyway. They much prefer the candy. They yeah. would actually. We do regularly give them sugar when they're yeah. in our house. Well, so you got like a handful of Skittles out there. I ate there. all of them, you though. Ate them all. I, I was all. told by one of my kids uh, that I make good food this much, but Mama makes good food like this Oh, much. yeah. So, I said, I agree with that. That's because Mama's got a good taster. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and that, that's a good point. You know, when you when you get that far into to life, I've noticed that you, people, once you cook long enough, you figure out what, how to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife told me because I, I, I'm the cook in our house, and she's like, "You better than you used to be." And I'm like, "Well, you get better. Hopefully, you get better as you figure out what tastes right. If you care about That's it." That's not yeah. always been true, though, because I have been to some people's houses who have, uh, who are, I'll just say, older in years, been cooking for a while. long time. Decided all seasoning needed to go out of food at some point. Uh-oh. Yeah, there's some people I know that uh, I don't want to. They're in my family, and they might be paying attention. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep that, keep that quiet. All right. So, so I wasn't talking about said people. I no. just want to make clear. Other people in yes. the same generation. So <laughs> back to my original point. Ed's in the grandpa stage. I am in the papa stage. I am in the raising teenager stage. Yes. Um, 
uh, and about to get through that. I mean, I got, well, I got my got youngest. Adult. I have an adult child now. I guess you would say she's 18. She's off to college. She's at college. Adult. It's pretty, it's pretty grown up. She's adulting for the most yeah, part. You know, that's right. I am helping her get through school. I will say, I will being say, being an adult means doesn't mean you don't get help. That's true. That's uh, right. You can be an adult and get help. I was really proud of her this uh, past semester when she came to me, and she she laid down a good chunk of money to help pay for school. Good, well, for, good her. for her. She was like, because I always told her, I said, I want you to have skin in the game. I want That's you to, right. I want you to have responsibility for it. But I didn't give her a dollar amount, and uh, she worked hard over the Christmas break, and uh, she. She helped out a lot. Good I was for her. Impressed with her, so Good. that is an important thing. I think it is. for kids to have skin yep. in their own game. Their That's own right. College. So I got one in college. It's I good got... for kids to have skin. <laughs> well, that too. We edit that out. And tweet it out. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we think yes. kids should have skin. Uh-huh. So I'm doing that stage. I don't know if you've been told by the media, <laughs> but here we tell you the truth. The Kids should that, have skin. The rest of that's fake news. <laughs> Everyone out there telling you. Uh, okay. All right. We're going off the rails early this we time. We are. We are. And Nathan's got little kids. I got little kids. I got my oldest is 10 and then down to five. So. Mm, wow. Four kids, 10, 7, 6, and 5. Mm. So. God bless you. Yeah. So here's the question about parenting. It's really more of a, uh, it's a really more, I think, a question about God when it comes down to it. Aren't the they all, are they most, all about Most God? questions are in general. I think, I think really all questions come down to what we think about God and the nature of God. And I, I think this too. one is one of them. So here's the question from an anonymous listener. What do we say to parents who raised their children according to God's will, but... Their children have strayed away from that. Are the parents held accountable? Most often when uh, this question gets asked, um, I think a lot of, and I don't know if the questioner knows this verse in Scripture, but I know a lot of Christians will point back to this verse in the Bible. It's, uh, I believe it's in Proverbs. It says, uh, no, it's in Ecclesiastes. Train a child in the way that they should go, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. And um, I think many times uh, we've taken that as a, law or a mm-hmm. promise yeah and that i think is where this uh question comes from that you know if we raise our kids a certain way then it equals a certain outcome yeah god gave me free will to overpower my kids free will mm. in such a way that i could turn them into whatever i wanted them to be mm. if i yeah. do certain things now god didn't do that to me but he gave me ways that I could turn my kids into something. Hmm. I'm being facetious. Yes, I do think, very. I, I do think there are probably two questions in this, even though it's not phrased that way. Mm-hmm. One is the, are parents accountable for how their kids turn out? Well, That's one part. But then the other part yeah. that I think is important to figure out is, and there's an assumption in here of raising their children according to God's will. And I think we have to make, are we all clear on what God's will for a parent is? Because I do think for a lot of parents, and it's tempting because I'm in this stage of God's will is for me to fix my child. Hmm. That my child needs to be fixed. I, we've talked before in here about the temperaments and there's a great book about that called, I think it's, I said you heard or it's the reverse of that. I don't remember which way. But then there's a, you had bought me this book, which is great. It's called A uh, Grown-Up's Guide to Kids Wiring. And it's about, it's the same idea of temperament that all of us really kind of are made in certain ways by God. Hmm. And the, the premise of the book begins, it says most parents think their job 
uh, whether they ever write it down and say it, they think their job is God gave me these kids and I got to fix them. Mm -hmm. I got to fix all their problems and get them set on the right path and that that's my job. And it's and her premise is it's your job to be a student of your children, mm -hmm. to learn how your children is so that you can help them to get on the path that God wants them. But still, the goal is to help, not to fix. I don't want to get fully well, into that because I don't know where you're wanting to steer. It's interesting, that verse that Jason quoted a minute ago. When I first heard that verse taught when I was a young dad, mm -hmm. uh, I guess he's still alive. There was a guy who was... <laughs> Uh, really well known in the circles. His name was Chuck Swindoll, who wrote lots of books, and uh, he was a famous preacher. When I heard him explain that verse, he said that's what the verse means, is that I train up a kid according to their way. And so he said the parenting according to their way is not I'm looking at some set in stone pattern that is the way for every kid. He said, I'm my job as a parent is to look at their way, and if I will train a kid in according to their way, when they're old, they won't depart from that. But mm -hmm. if I try to bend them to my way or to someone else's way, there's a good chance that they will struggle against that the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. We just had this conversation on the Family Movie Night podcast. I'm not okay. even joking. We literally just had this conversation. I don't know. It, it, might, it may be coming out. It's on the episode, whether it's out now or not, about uh, Mitchells versus the Machines. But we talk about this thing. Oh, yeah. That verse comes up. Someone mentions... That, uh, that one way to translate it is, is train them up uh, uh, according to the way they're bent. Mm -hmm. That the idea that it's this idea and we were taking in, a, that it's my job as a parent uh, to really, that God's will would be that I know that what is best for my child is that they love Jesus and they, and they, and they want to be with Jesus. And that that's really my central goal. And that if I can get them to Jesus, these little things, and I know they don't feel like little. I mean, I'm in the middle of it. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly at the very beginning stages of everything feels like a big deal. And so it doesn't feel like it's little. But if I get down to it, some of these things that I think i got to get fixed by the time they're 18, if I can get them to Jesus, Jesus and the church and their community of believers are going to help them fix these other things because I'm not trying to raise a really good six-year-old or a really good seven-year-old. I'm not even trying to raise a really good 18-year-old. I'm trying to raise a really good disciple of Jesus that over a lifetime begins to get shaped in the image of Jesus. Well, and I am being shaped too. That's a right? really I am oh, being yeah. shaped as I do it. Yeah, I've, I've said, <laughs> I don't know if I said this to my kids, but I've certainly... My wife and I have had these kind of conversations. Is I, I wish that uh, I had had kids after I had learned all of this stuff yep. mm. that I now know because I think I would have been, I would have been a better parent for them. But at the same time, I, I felt like it was real important that we address because I, where I think this question is coming from is I think what what the person wants to know is um, at, if you are a parent. What am I really accountable for? Because because we are accountable. Oh, let's be clear. I'm accountable for every part of my life. That's right. And my kids yeah. are a stewardship. Yes, but the thing I think is for me is liberating and freeing to me is when I got real clear on what I was actually accountable for, and it came real clear to me I am not accountable for the results mm. that I see in my children or the what where they end up necessarily. I am accountable for the parenting part, my end of, of like you said, growing and developing and leading 
living the life of, that Jesus has called me to live in front of my children and letting that flow out into the way that I love them, serve them, guide them, lead them. And in the end, though, the results are not up to me. No, they're between because, them and God. Because let's, let's just be clear, and I, I think the questioner mentioned this as well. There are parents out there who did, and no parent does everything right, but they, they did about as right as you can do. Oh, yeah. And they still had kids turn out to go their own way. Well, and, and vice versa. Yeah, I have said to people, you know, who get really stuck in this, and my dad got stuck in it because I was off track for a while, mm-hmm. that he apologized so much. He, you know, I know mm-hmm. I did things wrong. That's why you and I said to him, you know, I made my own choices. Yeah. But I know there are people in this church that I've had this conversation with. I can think of one particular person who was raised by a person, by a man who sexually abused her mm-hmm. and by a mother who knew it mm-hmm. and uh, let it happen. They never gave her love, encouragement, all the things that happened to abu- abuse people. She has turned into a beautiful child of God. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now if... If I do good things and I'm responsible for bad results, does that guy get credit for her turning out great? Mm-mm. Well, everybody would say no to that. Yep. Well, if he doesn't get credit for her end results, That's right. why should I get credit for somebody's bad results? Or on my side, I've had people say to me, man, your, your kids are doing great. You, What'd you do? And I go, I, I don't, you know, they made good choices. That's mm-hmm. typically my answer. They're good men. They have made good choices. How much it has to do with me, we'll all see when we're all standing with Jesus. He'll let me know. Yeah. But I, I just try to do my best. They get credit for their good choices. I have to be responsible for what I did, good and bad, because I did some bad things. Well, and I think when we put that, uh, that piece of accountability onto parents, the, the results part, I think what we're doing is we're putting a standard on them that even we wouldn't put on God. Because yeah. I think about, and I, I mentioned this before we, we hit record, um, I think of just trying to think of a, an example from the scriptures. One that came to my mind was, here Jesus has these 12 guys that, and it's a parenting kind of relationship, it's a discipleship relationship, and even, you know, not all 12 of them made it through. Right, there was one right. that turned away and said, no, I'm going to go this way. He spent three years with Jesus. And he went the wrong way. And he went the wrong way. So nobody would look at Jesus and say, well, now what did you do wrong where you failed Judas? That's right. Well, no one would say that. So I, I think it's, we, it's real, we need to get real clear on, I, we should never just point at a parent. Now, are there things that have influences? Absolutely. Yeah. But in the end, we can't, I certainly don't believe I should bear the full responsibility of every choice my child makes. Good or bad. Good or bad. Good or bad. I do not get full credit when they make good choices. I don't get full blame when they make bad Mm -hmm. choices. I get blame for what I did or credit for what I did no matter what the results are. Mm -hmm. Because I've done really bad things and got good response out of it. Sure. That's why (laughs) I did it again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? I, I, I talk to people. I, I counsel people a lot these days, and um, I hear a lot of their backstories, and I see a lot of, I see a lot of people who have, you know, headed down, you know, destructive kind of paths in life. And it's destroyed them and a lot of other people in their life, and you get into their backstory, and they tell you, I grew up with a wonderful home. You know, I had some great parents, but then on the ver- reverse, I've had the same kind of experience you've had. I've had counseled people that 
are really doing good and they're trying to make good decisions out of these really bad upbringings. And, you know, I, 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 there comes a point, especially when you become an adult, where you have to look back on your raising and decide, do I want to emulate those things or do I want to do the opposite of That's those right. things? And some people choose one or the other. That's right. So what were you going to say? I'll, I'll cut you off. Well, I was, just, no, I was just thinking about, I think part of the reason that, that God puts us into families and I think as I think as parents, like our role in the family is really, it's really just to be there to. You you said it was really in response. So this is really far off from this was a while ago. I just kept thinking about something you said about that, and I feel this way sometimes now. Where I go, if I knew today what I knew, what I if I knew five years ago what I knew today, I'd be a better parent. But then when I really get down to it, there is no way I could know today mm-hmm. what I knew five years ago when I was a parent. And God is not putting on me accountability to know what I didn't know and had no That's way to right. know. That's exactly right. And that really my job, and I know you both have heard say this, I now say this all the time, that the person who has to grow most in the family is the parents. That the mm-hmm. parents, I realize there are things in me that have to uh, die, that have to go away, uh, and that a lot of that is this idea of control, and really it is such a blessing. I have a couple of my children who are very strong-willed, and I don't mean that sometimes in the way negative uh, parents say it is kind of a pejorative about their kids. I mean that's such a blessing. Right now it doesn't always feel like a blessing that they're very strong-willed, but I go, man, one day they're going to be these women of God mm-hmm. who are going to have, and I, I hope, I pray, they get to choose but I can see how God designed them to be so strong-willed. I said to one of my kids, I said, sometimes the reason we fight so much is because you're, I said, you are so strong. I said, it is like you stand in the middle of a raging sea and the waters have to go around you. I said, sometimes I get frustrated because I feel like the water that has to go around you. I said, but you know who has to get over that is daddy. Mm. I said, you have to learn how to listen, that I do have wisdom. You have things you have to learn. I said, but a lot of my frustration is that you are such a strong girl. At, and I said this to her because this is just my personal thing. I said, you are such a strong girl at seven, it intimidates daddy sometimes. <laughs> I said, it, I said it, it, because that's a, that's a thing. And I think that is a thing for a lot of our kids. That the thing that sometimes is the thing that you're too much like me or the thing that you're not like me. And I wish I had that. I wish I had the thing. So anyway, all that to say, there are things that in me have to die, but that only happens through experience. And I think there's this way that we wish for our kids and we wish for ourselves. It's really this myth we have that, that education is going to solve everything. That if I just knew the right things, I'd do the right things. I've heard so many people say that. Yep. You know the problem with racism in our country? You know the problem with this in our country? You know the problem? People just don't know. Just don't know. <laughs> and it's ignorance. If they knew, they'd do better. And that's that has not been my... I'll talk about me. That has not been my case. I have known the right thing. I have known it was better for me, but I wanted something that was bad for me. Mm-hmm. There is no way, and my wife and I have to say this a lot, I'm not going to be able to lecture something out of my kids. And I'm not going to be able to get this. It doesn't mean I don't have a responsibility to be faithful to what I know God has told me to do, to be faithful to them, that I want to give them consequences and boundaries to help guide them and to steer them. It may, as you've already said, change 
kid by kid because the way they're bent is different, so I have to communicate different, and the consequences may have to be different. All of that is very much true. But we're very much in the stage right now, my wife and I, where we very much just feel the weight of, and I'm sure it's always the same way for everybody. You think, oh, my Lord, she's going to look back at this moment when she was six, and that was going to have been the moment hmm. that blew it up. And, and I know well enough because I've just been, I've been helping parents with teenagers and stuff. That's never the case. Very seldom. And, and that we could become people together that I would learn how to forgive. And I would learn how to be merciful. And I would learn how to get over myself. And that my kids would learn the same thing. And I think it's a blessing. I mean, I know, I know we've talked on here before. I do think a big blessing. The biggest blessing for me as a kid was the fact that my mom and my dad would apologize to me when they messed it up. Mm-hmm. That they would say to me, hey, I messed that up. Yeah. And did that fix everything for me? No, it didn't fix everything for me, and I made the same difference. But it taught me in the situation that we, we're all growing up together. And I still get the choice whether I'm going to continue in this relationship or not, or I'm going to continue with Jesus or not, or any of those things. But I, as the parent now, and now that I'm in a parenting situation, I'm responsible for the thing that I do in any given moment. Mm-hmm. And God's going to be at work in all of it. Yeah. So I think um, I wanted us to have that conversation and bear down on it because I just wanted to get real clear um, because I, I, I sensed that, you know, the person who asked this question really, you know, may have been struggling with that whole accountability piece of mm-hmm. feeling responsible one way or the other. And I hope that we've taken a little bit of pressure off of you um, uh, in that regard. But at the same time, I just want to, you know, also be clear on saying that at the part that we are accountable for, yeah. us and who we are as parents in front of our children and in, in the role that we have in their life, that is a part that I should feel a great weight of accountability for. And it so matters. It, it matters. matters. It does matter. So I don't want to go too far on the end of saying, well, you can't determine how your kid turns out. But at the same time, you have, you know, studies do show that, you know, you are the greatest influence in your child's life. Absolutely. So take it very seriously. But once you've done all you can do, <laughs> then release those kids to God. And uh, know that, and, and you know, you want to, I, I try to get to a point where when I, my head hits a pillow at night, you know, I, I know I haven't done it all right. When I haven't, I've acknowledged it. But at the same time, I have done the best that I possibly could do with what's been given mm-hmm. to me. And so I can... I even can when I got it wrong. Even when I got even it wrong. Even when I got it if wrong. If I admit it, I go back and try to repair it. Mm-hmm. That is in the end right. And I would say, in some most instances, a much more powerful example of the way of Jesus than getting it all right. And that's hard for well, a guy. Well, because you're not going to get it all right, right. And the only way to not apologize is to pretend that pretend, you get it all right. Pretend, that's right. Because one day, right now, my, I think I could trick my kids. I really oh, do. Of course you can. I think at You're six, my kids would believe Daddy never did anything wrong, mm-hmm. but at 16, nope. they're going to figure it well, out. Well, at 12 or 13, they're going to think everything you did right was wrong. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. And then, you know, you just you have to have a standard outside the results of your kids. Mm. And, you know, everything that God puts in my life is I'm accountable for, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the gifts I have, the, the abilities I have, the amount of money I have, the people that God brings mm -hmm. in my life, whether they're children or friends like I have, mm -hmm. the influence I have on people, I am not responsible for what they do, whether they're in a close relationship like a kid or a discipling relationship or a staff relationship. In the end, what comes out of their life is between them and God. But what I, what part I played in that, mm -hmm. I will be accountable for. Yeah. And so there is a weight to it. There is a weight to it that yep. I should not let go of. But, but the, not it, let it crush you. Yeah. We tend to think ends justify means, I think. I, I think, think people, so. I think, I think people so. think, you know, if my kids turn out okay, mm -hmm. I, I, uh, it won't really matter. Well, you know, it's going to matter. Yeah. It's really still going to matter because yeah. you didn't get the benefit out of it. You would have gotten out of it. You're going to be accountable. Ultimately, what God gets out of our life is he wants to be trusted. And the life, the person we become is what we, yeah. that's our, our gift, gift to God. Mm -hmm. He wants to relate to us. And he's mm -hmm. trying to develop us through everything. So mm -hmm. it, there is a weight to it. I think you're wise to come back to that. There is a weight to yeah. it, but... And I want to say on the other side, this sounds like a person who may have, they either have tried to do really well and their kids may not be going, I, I may be reading into that, but I know there are a lot of people because of the nature of our church mm -hmm. that uh, they've messed up their life and they're not necessarily with their kids all the time and they're worried about the example they're setting for their kids. Mm -hmm. I can point you to a number of people that have done worse things than you and their kids have still turned out okay. You're responsible for how you react even now at the point where you've messed up to take the next right step and to own it, to give your kids space and time to react, to let the relationship rebuild. You can't make something happen just because I'm dad or just because I'm mom. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to have some time, but you are right. accountable even then. Yep. So with that, uh, I'm going to cut our conversation short uh, for one reason. Nathan has to go be a parent. I do, so, yeah. I got a kid kid activity that I need to be with my other kids. So I've been watching. I've been watching the clock for you. I appreciate and it. It is time for you to go be a dad. So we're gonna cut this discussion off. Let him go do the right thing. And same for you guys. We'll be back next week. We are gonna talk about a really deep question next week about prayer. Mm. Does prayer really matter if God knows how things are gonna turn out anyway? Good question. That's a great question, which we will get to next week. So y'all tune in. See you then. Bye.